It's a great pleasure to welcome to the conversation Mark Hammonds, Portfolio Manager with Guinness Asset Management based in London. Mark is a value investor. He also has been a uh, returning participant in the Zurich project where I've had the pleasure of meeting and interacting with him. And I very much look forward to welcoming you, Mark, to Idea Week uh, as well. Uh, so today um, we talked about um, and chose Stoicism as a topic. I think it's a very fascinating topic. And um, maybe just as at the outset, um, tell us why uh, you uh, wanted to talk about Stoicism. Yeah, so uh, thanks, John. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a great uh, pleasure to be able to talk to you about this subject. I think um, I sort of, I'd say my uh, interest in Stoicism, first of all, I think I'd, I would emphasize that it's very much a sort of hobby interest of mine. It's something that I've um, just sort of become interested in over the past few years. I think just sort of going going back a little way, at university I studied uh, philosophy, and I did a couple of years of philosophy before doing my surgery. Um, in management studies at Cambridge and I think um, I sort of I very much enjoyed studying philosophy but we sort of we always we did a very sort of theoretical version of it so we, we studied um, in terms of ancient philosophy we, we studied Socrates and, and, and Plato and Aristotle and I think um, that left me sort of feeling that um, in some senses you know philosophy was quite a sort of theoretical um, exercise although I obviously uh, learned a lot and, and and value the experience tremendously. I think sort of over the past few years, I've sort of come to realize that actually, you know, stoicism is one of these uh, sort of an area of philosophy that's far more about, uh, far more about sort of practical um, aspects. And, and it's very much a philosophy that you can sort of apply to areas of your life. And I think sort of one of the things I've been particularly interested in recently is sort of the link between um, stoicism and investing and some of the ways that stoicism can, can help you um, as an investor and um, some of these sort of uh, I think it's very much uh, that sort of personal interest that, that has drawn me to it. Terrific well for those who perhaps have heard of stoicism or might have uh, read a little bit but are, are unsure what it really uh, entails could you give a brief um, introduction into what it is maybe some of the history of it as well? Yeah, so I think there are um, there are sort of in terms of the the Stoic authors, there are sort of three uh, three authors that people often often look to, and and those are probably the ones that um, you sort of get the get the most bang for your buck from, I guess. Um, Epictetus, uh, uh, Seneca, um, and Marcus Aurelius are sort of are sort of the big three, um, and I think just to sort of go into uh, I think a lot of people may have this sort of preconceived notion of what stoicism is is about, and I think in sort of especially in um, in today today's uh, language, stoicism for many people means uh, sort of repressing your emotions. And I think for the the Stoics, it actually had a rather different meaning, and it was more about uh, taking control of your emotions. So it's sort of you know we all we all know that there are emotions that can can cause you uh, grief and, and anguish, mental anguish. I think Stoicism is about liberating you from, from some of that. And what the Stoics were seeking was um, ataraxia, which is sort of having this 
tranquil mind or a serene calmness. So I think those are sort of those are sort of some of the key uh, key principles and sort of and sort of where um, where a lot of the the the, uh, the stoicism in, the, in its truest sense is coming from. Would you say that's uh, essentially the the essence of stoicism is is controlling the mind or one's uh, emotions? I think that's certainly um, I think that certainly plays a big part of it. So um, I think the, the the sort of when you think about um, the link to investing, there are sort of a, a couple of um, a couple of sort of stoic, well, a couple of sort of main stoic techniques or stoic principles. So I think the first one um, that is sort of is sort of taught is you have to you should focus on the things that are within your controls. This is one of the key uh, key principles of, of stoicism, and that's that's the idea obviously behind the uh, the serenity prayer. And I think the I think this is um, this goes back to the um, sort of emotional side of things and you, you should um, what you what you should be doing is is uh, separating say your say something that's happened or the event um, from your impression of it so what the what the stoics are really trying to do in terms of um, focusing on things that are within your control is saying well actually you know what has ha what happens to you or um, something some event outside of you is, is obviously uh, not within your control, but what is within your control is how you react to that, and, and the impression that you derive on it uh, from it can determine um, much of how you feel about it. Now, I'm, I think sort of it, it goes without saying that there are obviously going to be um, people obviously experience negative emotions that um, will, will, you know, will make them feel bad, and, and there's not always um, a lot you can do to avoid that. Um, but I suppose it's it's Getting a, getting um, uh, the idea that you, there's there are some things that you are able to control to a, to a better degree than others. And um, William Irvine points out in one of his uh, books that actually, um, in terms of being able to distinguish between things that are within your control and things that are outside of your control, actually people make uh, mistakes sort of in both directions. So people think that things are, um, you know, within their control when they aren't. And when, uh, and they also sort of conversely fail to realise that things, um, things are actually within their control. So it's one of those things, obviously, being how you react to um, external events. And I think that sort of reaction to, you know, separating, separating, say, an outside event and, and your reaction to it is one of the key, uh, key sort of principles behind CBT, um, which is cognitive behavioural therapy. And there's a good book by uh, Jules Evans that I read recently called Philosophy for Life. And this sort of talks about um, how the author's experiences with CBT and how they, um, how they relate to philosophy and sort of some of the benefits he found from uh, studying philosophy and how it could uh, improve his, his everyday life. Do you see any link between minimalism and stoicism? Uh, in other words, by minimalism, I'm referring to sort of uh, the focus on um, less material things and needs and wants. Uh, yes, definitely. I think um, I think that's sort of a, a key part of, of stoicism is thinking about your 
um, your sort of attitude towards um, externals. And I think obviously it's going to be something that's of interest to people in um, in the investment community how how Stoics view uh, their attitude towards wealth. And I think I think again there's sort of this there's a there's probably a um, a sort of nuanced view that you can you can take from uh, Stoic texts. And actually, you know, is it okay for a Stoic to be wealthy? I mean, um, Seneca, Seneca, towards the end of his life, was a, was an extremely wealthy man. Yeah, I think the I think the point is that you know you shouldn't depend on material pleasures, sort of wealth and luxury. Um, and there's this quote that you should be the user but not the slave um, of the gifts of fortune. And I think there's, you know, we all we all know that sort of lavish lifestyles, I guess, can have a have a habit of inflating and um, to, to some extent, you know, the the more things you uh, the more things you have to think or worry about, doesn't necessarily um, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, so I think I think that the the um, the Stoics are not sort of against some of the some of the uh, the good things in life, but they are against sort of uh, letting them uh, control you and, and being a slave um, to those things. And I think it's I think. Um, you know, it's, you could you could say the same thing about other um, sort of uh, they're sort of called destructive emotions. Um, and Cleanthes has this quote that says, "A man who uh, succumbs to destructive emotions is like a dog tied to a cart and compelled to go wherever it wherever it goes." So it's that pull of um, it's that pull that negative uh, emotions can exert on you that, that sort of Stoics I think are trying to guard against. So let's get into uh, the link between Stoicism and investing a little bit more. Uh, where do you see that uh, applying um, most directly in investing? Yeah, I think the, I think sort of the main link is, and it's, again, it's, this is going to sound familiar, is that um, the, the importance that um, acknowledging the importance that having a proper temperament plays in investment success. And I think uh, sort of I'd I'd refer people to there's a great Leithner letter um, in 2015 that sort of studies this link between stoicism and, and investing. And I think particularly you know the, the sort of the prime example is when you've got a period of um, panic or crisis, or when you're in the depths of a, a bear market. Those are precisely the the time at which you need to be able to maintain control over your emotions. And I think um, sort of one of the key tenets of, of stoicism is that actually, you know, emotions can be um, scrutinized uh, by, by reason, by your rational faculties. And, you know, people are still going to feel the pain of a, of a bear market. Um, but what you, what you want to do is not have it um, have a sort of significant impact on your ability to reason. And, um, you know, the, the quote that quote from this uh, letter is that bear markets and etc will less frequently and deeply disturb your equanimity so you're able to sort of maintain your poise at these at these difficult times are there ways that investors can practice uh, stoicism and and get better at controlling those uh, emotions over time yeah so i think there are a few things that sort of um, a few different techniques that are, are particularly useful. I think the, f the first one, going back to focusing on what is within your control and what is outside of your control, and being very clear on the the distinction. Um, 
having said that, you know, not everything is uh, is black or white, and you can influence some things to a, a greater or lesser extent. And I think that I think people will have, um, you know, quite a lot of the research on cognitive and um, behavioural biases has, has shown that um, there's a question mark over how much how much control we have over things like our emotions and our ability to sort of think clearly. I think a um, couple of ways to sort of respond to that. Firstly, the sort of um, the success of things like CBT has shown that it is uh, it is possible at least to you know exert some control over over your thinking and, and how your emotions perhaps affect you. Um, but I think that the sort of the um, it's a sort of Socratic or, or Stoic technique of questioning um, your impressions or examining your impressions. So if you if you react to something, you have you know you have that sort of a few a few maybe a few second window of you you feel a you feel the reaction to some event or something coming on, and you can actually sort of at that moment you can pause and and say, well, you know, is this is this an appropriate way to to react? Um, and I think very much there's sort of an emphasis on, uh, you know, seeing things as they as they really are. And um, sort of uh, Tony Robbins has this quote that you should sort of see things as they are, but not worse than they are. And I think that's something that you should sort of very much bear in mind. I suppose the other um, sort of key technique uh, that, that's, that's mentioned in the letter is actually, you know, you should in in many situations consider the worst case or the downside. So this is one of those cases where it's not always um, advantageous to be an optimist. I think you should, um, the sort of why you would do that is, you know, firstly, you take precautions against what what could happen and, and try and avoid some of those worst cases uh, if it's sort of happening in the end. Um, and secondly, that, you know, another benefit is that you begin to feel more grateful for what you have already. And then the sort of, the third point is that actually those, um, if you do think about the worst case, then, and I think this is a debatable point, that those those things, if they do happen, will will affect you less. But I think certainly the sort of the first two arguments that you can take greater precautions, um, certainly from an investing standpoint, is 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 one of the reasons I think that people often do say, you know, have this focus on the downside. And I think that I think that's one of the the common themes that is often brought out for sort of great investors and also um, successful business people is they often have this consistent focus on the downside and they're thinking about um, how to mitigate it. And actually when I was, re when I was doing, some, uh, doing some reading, I revisited uh, the book Anti-Fragile by um, Nassim Taleb and there's a great chapter in, in there called Seneca's Upside and, and Downside which talks about um, you know, how you can, by thinking about the downside, you can, you can then sort of start to um, you know, uh, position yourself, I guess, towards these more asymmetric um, opportunities. You've mentioned CBT a couple of times, uh, or cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, tell us just a little bit about that because it does seem uh, significant in this context. Yeah, so I think, um, and I, again, I'm not a, a CBT expert, but I think the 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 key teaching of of that is to um, is to understand the link between um, beliefs, um, emotions, and and behaviours, and how those three things sort of um, how those three things interact with each other. And actually, the, the direction of of 
uh, sort of causation is that if you have a um, particular belief about something, then that can cause you um, that can cause you, your emotions to respond in a particular way, and uh, accordingly you can you can behave in in a way that those you know the, your emotions it direct. And I think the and I think that those those things are linked. And the idea of CBT perhaps is to get in and, and tackle some of those um, beliefs. And certainly uh, the idea of scrutinizing your beliefs and seeing where you may be holding uh, false beliefs and, and sort of holding them up to rationality um, is sort of one of the key key ways that you can then, uh, you know, move on to uh, change how you respond emotionally to, to certain events. And I think there's the obvious parallel there with how you, um, as I say, how you question or examine your impressions um, to sort of scrutinize them and, and see, you know, maybe you have sort of false assumptions about a situation. And I think, again, the the, um, the cognitive and behavioral biases sort of show us that people can often think they are um, they are acting rationally. And I know this is, a, this is a point that Guy Spear made in his book, but actually, you know, you can still be, um, there can still be a significant degree of uh, emotion underlying your um, your thought processes. When it comes to kind of the practice of investing, would you say uh, that keeping some sort of a diary um, would help in terms of controlling emotions or um, are there other tools uh, that you think could be helpful? Yeah, I think certainly um, some of the, the stoic authors certainly recommend, um, you know, keeping a keeping a journal um, more mainly so in the sense I think of uh, reacting uh, reflecting rather upon upon your day at the end of a day and saying um, you know how did I how did I behave or how did um, how did I score on 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 uh, in various respects and if you're um, you know if you're using uh, stoicism or any sort of uh, framework to try and reduce a certain you know, pattern of behavior or something, then taking stock at the end of the day and saying, well, have I, have I demonstrated, um, you know, have I reduced the, the occurrence of that behavior? Um, yeah. And it's not something that I, uh, I've, I've sort of done yet, but it's something I sort of thought about this idea of being able to, um, reflect on, uh, the sort of, you know, in a, in a sort of quite a structured way. I mean, we, you, um, you always want to be, Sort of conscious about uh, you know what your thought processes thought processes are um, going into an investment and and you know thinking about whether the the investment rationale has um, has stayed the same over time. What um, books or other resources have you found um, particularly helpful? You mentioned a couple now. Um, or, or also what might be a good uh, introduction to Stoicism? Uh. Yeah, so there are a couple of, um, a couple of uh, good books that I've been reading recently that sort of have quite a, uh, give you quite a, a, a brief and, and interesting overview. There's the Philosophy for Life book by Jules Evans, which I mentioned. Um, which talks uh, talks about sort of different uh, different philosophies and how they can how they can sort of uh, 
uh, help you in, in your life and your sort of everyday situation now they've helped him um, Massimo Piliucci has a good book how to be a stoic and that has at the back of it quite a lot of exercises um, and sort of techniques that you can uh, practice and, and look into and I sort of mentioned some of those uh, mentioned some of those earlier um, I suppose another couple of sort of good books the Ryan Holiday books ego is the enemy and the obstacle is the way I, I think although they um, there's not sort of a, a huge um, it won't give you as necessarily an introduction to stoicism but it will give you a, a sort of um, gives you some of the ideas and principles I think that have influenced influenced those books and then there are some good um, Tim Ferriss videos as well so there's a Tim Ferriss TED talk um, and a Google talk called how to cage the monkey mind that are um, very interesting and you can actually get the uh, what's called the, the Tau of Seneca, which is the moral letters to Lucilius um, that Tim Ferriss released as a as a uh, free PDF, and that's in a three part PDF. So if you want to sort of delve into um, any of the letters in detail, that's a good place to start. In what ways uh, has uh, Stoicism affected your own life or routine? Are there things that you do differently today because of uh, the reading you've done and the study of stoicism. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm more alert to. Um, I'd say I'm more alert to questioning. You know what my impressions are of things and, and whether I'm um, actually you know asking the question about whether you're reacting appropriately to a particular situation. And I think one of the good things about. Um, about stoicism is obviously it can help you with some of the the big things in life but it can also help you with some of the um the sort of little little things in life or you know the the minor irritations and if you're you know in some senses you're you're lucky if you're only if you're only worried about the minor minor um grievances in life but um i think it can i think it can sort of help you set your expectations when it comes to um dealing with other people um it can it can sort of act as a act as a good check on whether you're um, whether you're responding appropriately to certain things, and I think particularly the the the, the um, I guess the more challenging times are those when your emotions are, are perhaps stronger, or there's a you're more likely to have a, a significant emotional reaction to something, and actually being able to sort of um, you know take five at that time or um, step in and say, well, is this is this sort of the the best way to um, to react in this situation, and I think probably, you know, it's it's a similar story to reading the um, reading about cognitive and behavioural biases, in that you um, you learn about them partly to be you read about them partly so that you're aware of them, and situations where those um, biases potentially crop up just by being aware of them, you know, you're in you're in that much of a better position to be able to do something about it. So I think that's been the the main benefit for me is uh, meditation something that um, can be linked to stoicism in some way um, I think certainly the idea of uh, the, the idea of reflection um, is one of the it's one of the key uh, sort of points of, of stoicism but m probably more in a sort of conscious and and, and thoughtful way I mean I I've not done a lot of meditation, but I guess it depends on the, the sort of 
probably some sorts of meditation are, are more conducive to it than to it than others um i know that i know that sort of meditation is very popular among uh certainly a lot of sort of business people and um some investors as well um is it something you you've thought about john um not concretely but i would just imagine that maybe meditation can get you to that place where you're kind of distancing yourself a little bit from some of the daily emotions and and worries and maybe just recentering your your mind a little bit through that as kind of a daily practice perhaps yeah i i think that's true and i think there's there's an element to which you're uh, to which you're not um sort of distracted by the little things in life and you uh you know if you want if you have certain big tasks that you're focused on you don't want to be um you know buried in the weeds dealing with dealing with lots of little things that uh could sort of derail your day i guess well uh mark thank you so much for this uh introduction uh into stoicism and uh and and also the link uh you made to investing I very much look forward to continuing uh, the discussion uh, at Idea Week, and I'm sure some of the other participants uh, will like to hear from you and, and contribute uh, their thoughts as well. Thanks, John. Thanks very much. I'm looking forward to it. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Goodbye for now. Bye.